Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hello and welcome to State of the Nation. I'm Brian McLean broadcasting live out of Central Texas right here where the border dispute is hot this week. My goodness, we're going to be talking about that today on the show yet again. Uh, and throughout the week, we've got uh, always breaking news on that one. And uh, we are broadcasting live here with today's News Talk TNT, and I'm joined by Steve Hook with us out of the Central Jersey Shore. Steve, great to see you today. Yeah, good to be seen, man. It's good to see you as well, Hesher, and uh, big, big show. And as we always like to say, there's a lot going on because there's always a lot going on. So it's going to be a good show today. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, man, it's a good thing TNT is live 24-7 because you and I <laughs> certainly could not scratch the surface of all the stories here. But we're going to do what we do, focus on the United States here a little bit. And uh, I got to bring up the United Parcel Service, UPS. Boy, they just stopped by my house earlier today. <clears throat> um, just this, uh, what was that, yesterday announced um, 12,000 job cuts after reporting a decline in the volume of packages being shipped coming months after the company um, came to an agreement with a top union to pay drivers higher wages. So uh, so for the officials at the shipping um, company confirmed to several news outlets the number of job cuts, they're saying they represent fewer than 3% of the firm's overall world, worldwide workforce, um, and they do not impact union-backed employees. So isn't that kind of interesting, Steve? It's like uh, the holidays have ended and everybody, uh, I assume, is <clears throat> you know recovering from uh, the holidays. Things were expensive, as you pointed out yesterday. Turkey's very, very pricey. Uh, supply chain issues. You know, we've got chicken farms going up in flames. As an aside, but uh, yeah, big, big deal with the union there. Big uh, upgrades in pay to a lot of their employees and those that weren't unionized. Well, now they're subject to being in that three percent. What a huge company that must be for uh, for 12,000 job losses to only be that many. Yeah, and you'll notice none of them are union jobs, and the union will say, this is why unions are so great. Uh, and they may have a point, you know, to a certain degree. It's certainly, it's a private union. I don't have a real problem with that. I will say this, though. You know, UPS, huge company, huge company. You mentioned Christmas. The holidays are over. They always hire a bucket load more people. Uh, for the holidays, that's kind of a known thing, has been for a long time, that they take on some extra holiday. A lot of retailers do the same thing, and then they're forced to let them go as things start to slow down. Typically, things slow down in the dead of winter, and here we are. Um, and also, there's a lot more competition that UPS didn't have to sweat before. I'll give you an example. I was I had a package delivered to my house yesterday uh, by a company that I'd never heard of, but it's a subs, uh, subsidiary of DoorDash. Uh, I, I, I want to call it was like package dash or something. I, I may be getting the name wrong, but I'm like, what? Cause I got an email saying your driver, I think his name is like Hakeem will be at your house in 10 minutes with a package dash. I'm like, well, I'd never heard of that. So maybe this is all starting to kind of chip away at the, uh, the once almost monolithic UPS, of course, FedEx is a competitor, but now you've got smaller ones as well. Um, and I'd wager they don't have unions. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You know, um, it is going to be interesting to see how that plays out there. If, uh, if you could carry on in this story here at this article, uh, they talk about UPS as being a bit of a bellwether for the economy as a whole, but I'm looking at their numbers and it's like, Okay, they're three billion under estimation right now for you know where they want to be, but we're talking in the in the orders of ninety five billion dollars, ninety two billion dollars. So uh, UPS at the corporate level, they aren't going anywhere. But you're right, there is definitely some new competition in the uh, in the realm. Now, Steve, I got to throw this one out there before we bring our first wonderful guest on. But uh, this may sound a little odd at first, but. Yesterday on X.com, uh, beloved character from Sesame Street, Elmo, authored a tweet that said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? 
And uh, some of the responses were pretty funny. Uh, you know, you have journalists writing in saying, Elmo, I'm going to be real. I'm at my effing limit. Uh, you got people writing saying, Elmo, things are dark. You know, <laughs> a lot of stuff like that. And then President Biden, oh, his here X we go. account had to weigh in. And here's what the President Biden POTUS account said. We all know Biden can't tweet with his thumbs and stuff. Probably can't even open a phone. Uh, so someone in charge of this account tweets this under his name. I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other. Offer our help to a neighbor in need. And above all, above all else, ask for help when we need it. Even though it's hard, you're never alone. Isn't that funny that he just had a journalist asking on behalf of the country if he's done everything he can help he can do to help us not be flooded by illegal immigrants? And his account is off here tweeting at a freaking Muppet, Steve. Yeah, well, there you go. It's kind of uh, it's kind of symbolic of where we are, isn't it? As you were reading that tweet, I couldn't get the damn theme to the Sesame Street out of my head. Won't you tell me how to get? And then I'm thinking, okay, now wait a minute. And I'm correlating this with the president of the United States. Hey, look, once upon a time, Richard Nixon went on Laugh-In and said, sock it to me. That at least had some hip factor. Uh, this is uh, tweeting out to... Uh, Elmo, who of course is a, is a voice actor. And of course, this is the second Elmo because the first Elmo, uh, was charged with touching kids or something. Uh, and now we have our president talking to the second Elmo and make it make sense. I, it makes <laughs> no sense, but it's where we are. Yes, it is. Hey, did you know uh, there we, 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 we could we could play one of those uh one of these things doesn't belong games, Sesame Street game. President <laughs> yes. Elmo. Maybe anyway, <laughs> yes. sorry, go ahead. All right. Hey, there's many ways you can listen to us and watch us on TNT. You can stream us direct from our website on your desktop, tablet, or mobile device, or download our app from the App Store. We even stream live on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. We've got you covered on TNT. Keeping the commitment. I love you guys. Unbelievable. 24-7. Listen to you every day, have for years. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Today, big tech CEOs have testified on Capitol Hill about online child sexual exploitation crises. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, ex-CEO Linda Yacindro, TikTok CEO Shozi Chu and other social media executives address lawmakers about the dangers children face online. But you and I know that talk on Capitol Hill is cheap, to say the least. Joining us now is someone very familiar with the topic and these hearings, our friend and colleague, host of Lynn's Warriors on YouTube, Lynn Shaw. Welcome back to State of the Nation. Wonderful to see you. Uh, your thoughts on today's testimony on Capitol Hill by social media CEOs. Well, I am thrilled to be here, Brian and Steve and the wonderful TNT Radio. They should have brought Elmo in. That will be my bottom line <laughs> statement. Because, you know, they're saying now there's going to be some hope here. There's going to be a light. So just follow me through with this. We've been here before. The difference this time, we had a hearing uh, about two and a half years ago. We had a Facebook whistleblower. We had more hearings last year. They're calling today's hearing which was completed just about an hour ago, ago on Capitol Hill, uh, a complete success. I ask you, it is not a success. I was thinking about a couple of things. YouTube wasn't represented today, and YouTube is the number one site. We have 93% of teens on YouTube. So why wasn't YouTube there, I ask? We heard, for instance, Senator Marsha Blackburn. She did a great job. She laid out how... Facebook in particular, or Meta now, as they're known, uh, directly to Mark Zuckerberg, she said, you have all these law firms and all these organizations holding up our bipartisan, fighting us every step of the way, our legislation. Answer us, do you want to protect children or not? So I have to say, I don't see anything, again, coming from this dog and pony show. What I do see coming from this, though, is two different things. Number one, remember, we can't pass legislation unless Congress themselves does it. So we can call out all these big tech platforms. We have had six bipartisan child safety bills for three years, a total package, okay, that haven't been brought to the final vote on the floor. So I blame Congress for that, okay? Not even one of them. 
we have all of these platforms like Facebook, Twitter saying, yes, of course, we want to protect children. Yes, we want to work with you hand in hand. Clearly, they're not because all kinds of law suits are going on behind the scenes and holding things up. And the good, though, here's the good that came out of it. There were, and the mainstream media doesn't cover this, there were thousands of parents and family members in Washington, D.C. today wearing T-shirts or holding signs of their loved ones that have died due to buying drugs online, being bullied, sextortion, uh, mental health problems, and also those who have been harmed. Children, you know, so there were thousands. So they're there. So we're waking up, you know, society. We're waking up community. We want to hold them accountable. But the question I ask, how can we all work together? Certainly, they're in the business. These platforms are making money, right? Who isn't? How do we work together to keep the kids safe without stepping on overall society privacy? See, this is the question we have right now that nobody seems to know anything about. I say today was a dog and pony show, but I do have hope that more people in the United States are waking up to the horrors that are going on online. Yeah, well, I, hey, Lynn, it's great to see you. Yeah, I would say I would agree with almost everything you just said there, if not everything you just said. It was a dog and pony show. But uh, the good news that came out of it was that it did people that bothered to watch it. And I'm sure some you know networks are going to play some highlights from it. But I watched a lot of it. And it was, uh, if nothing else, it was enlightening to parents that may have been watching. Uh, I, I particularly like Tom Cotton. He went after... Uh, the, uh, the the TikTok guy pretty hard. They all kind of took uh, uh, turns at jabbing Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg is a smart character, though, man. He is a cool cat. He just sits there and says, well, we'll get back to you. We're trying. And, but I, what I really liked was Kennedy. Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana gets up there, and he's like, well, we know what y'all are doing. Every time a 12-year-old puts that phone down, you're dinging him, and you're hitting him with all the hot-button issues that he may be interested in. And I noticed that, and I'm sure that all three of us can attest to that, that if you're on a social media platform and you follow a certain trial or a certain political thing or whatever, all of a sudden your phone starts dinging you with notifications, not just on the subject you're following, but on people taking the opposite end. So it kind of instigates social media, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of back and forth. Not, I wouldn't even call it debating. I would call it uh, you know, just being a, uh, making you be a jerk online. A lot of people are, a lot of people have internet muscles, but the kids can't differentiate that. You think that's where we're at Lynn with the, this is such a young thing, relatively speaking that Congress, it's almost too big for Congress to wrap its head around. And it's going to take these dog and pony shows as you call them before we start realizing how we can chink away at this because I didn't hear anything from Zuckerberg. No, Steve, no. Look, we have plenty of studies, stats, all kinds of research. We know the harms to children, to young people, to all people online. What does it take? Let me remind you, we had five companies there today. Only two came on their own accord, and that was Meta. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp is represented by Meta, okay? Yep. And also TikTok. Interestingly, they came on their own. The other three companies, including X, Twitter, whatever it's called these days, uh, Discord, and Snap, had to be subpoenaed to appear today in front of the House Judiciary Committee. That tells me everything. If you have to subpoena somebody to come, they are playing to the audience. We've heard it before. They're not changing anything. We have internal memos. We have communications of their board members, of their employees saying the the children are the product. That's the bottom line. The children yeah. are the product. They're not only the product now, they're the future product. That's they just want to make money. So what does that tell us? What's the takeaway? It tells us, A, we're waking up, which is great. More people are learning about all of this. Like you said, Steve, maybe they watched it today. They're hearing things for the first time. They're watching TNT and hearing this for the first time. But it tells us that the community, community creates change. You must, you must take responsibility and teach your children, talk to your children, just this open and honest communication about what is going on today online. Because let's face it, we live in a digital world. It's not going away. Let's work with it. Let's leverage it for good. Let's just talk to our kids. 
I mean, they're so smart and savvy today. They know all these things that are going on. So let's put some guardrails around it. Let's talk to them while all these people continue to put these shows on in Washington. They can all, you know, make do the performances. They all did great today. Everybody I saw. But what comes from that? So yeah. far in the last three years, I have seen zero. I have seen nothing. Yeah, a lot of steam valving going on there. And the way the media portrays it, as you were accurately pointed out, Steve, is they take their clips. So one side of the media will take their clips for the confirmation bias of their viewers. And then the Foxes will take their, their clips, you know, from the other side of the aisle to promote the confirmation bias of their viewers. And it's outrage fishing. They're just fishing for outrage from adults here. Kids are completely ignoring it. And Lynn, you're absolutely right also to say that you know, uh, the harms to children and adults are well known to the designers. They're there on purpose. That's what brings in the big money. That's what keeps the, the, the viewer, the user's attention. It's all about attention real estate. Now, Lynn, we're pretty much out of time, but do you have any quick thoughts on um, Apple hosting the Super Bowl halftime show, a possible Taylor Swift connection? Anything you can tell us on this topic in a minute or so? I'm up in arms. Just follow me for a second here. Apple is sponsoring the halftime show. Apple on its iCloud has child sexual abuse material. They will not take down. That is photos and images of children. They announced in 2021 they would be somehow working to get this off of their platform. It mysteriously disappeared. They also spent $50 million for each NFL show, a five-year contract beginning in 2022. Now we have Taylor Swift. Who are her fans? mostly young kids, teenagers, right? And we've got this Apple sponsoring child sexual abuse material on iCloud. I think we should talk about it. We have something called the Heat Initiative. Everybody go to lindswarriors.org, sign up, educate yourselves. I think this is despicable. Apple wasn't there today. So let's talk about it. Who's behind all of this? That's just a quick circle of what's going on because that's another program about Apple and the child sexual abuse material. Absolutely. Yeah, well, kidding. we'll do it next time. Yeah, excellent. So lindswarriors.org, Linz Warriors on YouTube. Definitely get over there and subscribe, drop a comment, tell them State of the Nation sent you over there on her channel. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today here at State of the Nation. We appreciate you and we look forward to your next visit with us right here at TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs, what do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, fluoridated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shamarani on today's News Talk TNT. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the Church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home, that's 40 California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government that's stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, you know, 99.8% survival, rather than the three or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously 
uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. If you're still wearing a cloth or a surgical mask around in public, you're guilty of spreading COVID misinformation. It really is that simple. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation. We're very happy to welcome our next guest. He is an attorney, Roger Stone's attorney, in fact. Also, he's a freedom advocate, advocate, uh, or activist for justice, a veteran, a big friend of not only Roger Stone, but a friend of State of the Nation. We're talking about Tyler Nixon, and we welcome Tyler to the show. Hello, Tyler. How are you, my friend? Good to see you, brother. Great to be with you. Good yeah, with you. listen, it's good to be with you. Um, I wanted you to, because Hesh and I were kind of talking about this Elon Musk lawsuit off air, and it's a little bit puzzling to me. It seems punitive, but I bet a lot of people don't even know about it. But when you start throwing around the price tag, it gets your attention. A Delaware judge has tossed out Elon Musk's record-breaking $56 billion Tesla hay package. I guess that's $56 billion to him, but I know that Elon Musk is also very, very generous with his employees, so maybe some of it goes to them. I don't know. Why don't you bring us up to speed on this, on this lawsuit and how it seems rather like they're going after Elon Musk here, kind of punitive. Well, I actually clerked for that court, the Delaware Chancery Court, when I was uh, just out of law school in 1999. And ironically, why this caught my attention is that I wrote or helped the judge draft a decision in a case called Sanders v. Wang, which was uh, Charlie Wang of Wang Computers. And it was basically uh, ordering the return to the shareholders of the largest amount of shares in history that were ever previously awarded to members of the uh, management, in this case, the CEO uh, the top three at Wang Computers. Similarly, uh, basically, Elon Musk had what's called a key, I'm sure he had a key employee stock option plan, so that when certain benchmarks were met concerning the, the either the share price or earnings, whatever have you, he would vest certain you know huge amounts of shares in as compensation in lieu of you know direct cash payments as CEO. And uh, so apparently. I, I haven't had a chance to actually read the decision, but but um, this uh, a vice chancellor in the same court again ordered uh, that this uh, $55 billion award of shares in Tesla to Elon Musk based on benchmarks that apparently had been met was uh, he, it was invalidated, which is huge. I mean, this is I can't I can't understate when, when I wrote that decision with the judge uh, in 1999, it made the front page of The Wall Street Journal uh, just to give you a, a, a sense of when. Uh, employee stock option plans, which are key employees, so meaning like the top management who basically run the company, um, when they're, uh, something like this happens, it's like a shot across the bow. And of course, there will be attorneys who will say shareholders rights and, you know, champion that aspect of it, so to speak. And there might be some validity to that. But um, if the iron, in, in the case of Sanders v. Wang, it was a contractual thing. They they wrote the actual key employee stock option plan uh, poorly. I'm sure somebody was fired on Wall Street, one of the attorneys there after that, after that loss uh, in Xanders v. Wang. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, 1.2 billion, I think, at the time, which was, you know, that was big money back in 1999. Um, so long story short, um, they they wrote that contract poorly so that the, uh, you know, the how the shares would vest was unclear. It was um, what what ultimately happened was it wasn't just a complete uh, uh, striking or voiding of the uh, plan. It was just that they 
uh, we had to reduce it to 320 million, which the vice chancellor at the time, who became uh, chief justice of the Delaware Supreme Court, wrote is no mere bagatelle. Um, <laughs> 320 million between three guys, basically. So, uh, you know, I guess I can't cry a river for Elon Musk for not getting this 55 billion, but he'll get something out of it. I mean, it's just, I think it's just going to be a matter of scale at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, Tyler. Yeah, I want to. I want to expand on that a little bit. Like what we can expect to happen here, because there's still an, an opening for an appeal from from what I'm reading from the latest here. So I'm assuming that. Uh, well, if I were Elon Musk, Musk, I'd be taking that opportunity to appeal this decision right here. Um, <laughs> so on the other side of the headline, we got inbound. I'll take your thoughts on that. And also, we have some big news. Uh, I hear you have some big today's news talk news. So we're definitely going to want to cover that on the other side of this headline with today's news talk TNT. And action. action. The, the, the news. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The U.S. military has confirmed the crash of an American F-16 fighter jet near South Korea. This incident is the third crash involving a U.S. warplane in the region in less than a year. During a meeting in California in November, U.S. President Joe Biden reportedly requested Chinese leader Xi Jinping to refrain from interfering in the 2024 U.S. presidential election. The Bundesbank, Germany's central bank, reported a significant increase in counterfeit euro banknotes discovered within the country in 2023. The Common Housefly Caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. All right. This is State of the Nation. We're here with Tyler Nixon. Now, it's my understanding that shares of Tesla dropped about 2% in pre-market trade. And they're trying to, this is Reuters, of course. Uh, they're saying some investors seized on the ruling in hopes it might prompt Tesla to overhaul its governance. Like there's a lot of this sort of language no, throughout the... Right. I mean, it's, it's sort of this like kind of going after Elon's Elon deserves this. Elon's trying to enrich himself sort of language here. Tyler, is there anything to that? And, and what do you think is going to happen in the appeal process here? Well, this was one of the things that I loved about corporate law. When I came out of uh, law school, I was all keen on corporate law and, and corporate jurisprudence because these decisions are made. Uh, there's binding precedents, but they also involve huge stakes for individuals. Um, and so I think in this case, uh, you know, the, the, the what did you what how did you phrase it uh, concerning? You said there's a uh, something about the Tesla stock and that. The, oh, yeah. Hit on Pre, the Tesla stock. Um, investors seizing on the ruling in hopes it might prompt Tesla to overhaul governance. Yeah, well, uh, I can think of some other governance that needs to be overhauled. But um, that being said, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's always this inherent tension. Uh, in these Delaware corporations of of this size between uh, the, usually you have like a CEO who's also like the founder and a huge stockholder. So there's like, there's a problem there because it's beca when you become a public corporation, uh, you have fiduciary duties and you can't just like self-deal. You can't just say, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm CEO, I'm chairman of the board, and I'm going to also, you know, award myself whatever. Um, there has to be some level of, uh, you know, basically external or independent review that looks after the shareholders who aren't, you know, who this person. So, um, you know, this is where you where you get this clash. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be I'll be curious to see how it plays out, because it's like, you know, the Democrats would normally be all over, you know, like, oh, it's straight, you know, executive compensation is way too high, blah, blah, blah. You know, even not accounting for the fact that, that with, without this man's genius, his drive, his ambition, whatever have you, his talents, that this company would not exist, period. I mean, let's face it, you know, Musk is the driving force behind Tesla and anything he does, really. Um, and so, you know, the shareholders be, better be careful what they wish for. Right. Because, I mean, you know, what happens and frankly, who really has to worry as well as the state of Delaware, Delaware, 21 percent of the entire state's uh, revenue is from franchise taxes, corporate franchise taxes. So if you start pissing off companies uh, who are run again by management and the management says we're not going to incorporate in Delaware, you know, screw Delaware. Uh, Delaware could see a huge loss in its, uh, you know, any hit to the reputation. Again, the only reason 
Uh, I think that that people are uh, in Delaware, corporate-wise, at the top levels, the Fortune 500, Fortune 100s, because of the predictability of the uh, jurisprudence in the Delaware Chancery Court. So they know that if they this issue like this one with Musk comes up, they're not going to have some wild-eyed judge, you know, just like divest them of their half their life investment, um, you know, on a whim. There's there's a huge, I mean, actually, I mean, the body of jurisprudence or, or common law, so to speak, as you would call it in this equity court, stretches back almost like 150 years. So wow. if you take away that predictability and you have some wild eyed judge who just doesn't like Elon Musk and wants to make a political point, and I'm not saying that's the case here because I have not delved into the opinion yet. Um, Delaware could be find itself on the on the outside. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these institutions like the state of Delaware for corporations or the U.S. dollar, unfortunately, is the reserve currency of the world. I mean, you know, these autocrats take take these uh, these supposed durable, permanent situations for granted and try to milk the situation and often uh, abuse it. And, you know, ho hopefully neither of those ends anytime soon. But you never know. Well, you know, Tyler, part of the problem is it's Delaware. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't escape anybody here. That's Joe Biden's stomping ground. That's uh. That's the gates of Mordor for uh, Team Biden there. And I don't know who the, who appointed this judge. I don't know. I've looked into it on a cursory level only because I'm not a lawyer. So I, even if I read the opinion, I may not make out. Uh, I may not take away some of the subtleties that you would pick up on. But one thing I do know is they don't like Elon Musk uh, in the White House. They don't like what he's done with, with Twitter, now X. And let's talk about this pay package, because that's what this is all about. And when you say to somebody, well, he's making $56 billion, that's insane. Most people are going to say, well, that is seems a little bit odd. But when you really drill into it, you realize, oh, maybe he's not making that much. This could be going around. You don't know how this is distributed. Here's one of my favorite posts ever by Elon Musk, because he slams a guy that I've never been able to stomach, Robert Reich. You remember? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's, such a, he, he's such a shrimp. You could probably almost stomach him, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not without, not Any without of us. well, never mind. But uh, <laughs> let, let me just read you the, the, the post because it's a, it's a, it's a back. This is back in the pre Elon days of Twitter, but it's on Twitter. He says Tesla forced, this is Robert Reich. Tesla forced all workers to take a 10% pay cut from mid April until July. In the same period, Tesla stock st skyrocketed and CEO Elon Musk net worth quadrupled from 25 billion to over 100 billion. Musk is a modern day robber baron. And then oh, here's how Musk here's how Musk responds to that. He goes, "All Tesla workers also get stock, so their compensation increased uh proportionately. You are a modern day moron." <laughs> <laughs> That is, you gotta that love. Is you gotta absolute, love the guy. I yeah, mean, well, good get me, Lord, man. Speaking of truth, know, to get power. Robert, get Robert Reich a, a, a feigning couch stat. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it just, <laughs> yeah. I, it's just it's just these people are for a professor on economics. Allegedly, these people are like yeah. illiterate economically, or they don't know human nature. Uh, and it's just, it's if you if you want the best talent, you have to pay. And here's the thing is. He's not awarding himself cash. He's awarding himself shares in the company, which are valuable as a result of his efforts. He it, it, he has the vested interest. You want management to own shares in the company because they want to get rich too. That's it's it's all about incentives and these people just they don't understand human incentives because I yeah, guess they yeah. they envision a world where everything's paid for by Uncle Sugar. Oh, of yeah. course, of course. And Uncle Sugar loves that concept. All right, Tyler Nixon, as a big announcement before we let you go here, we got to let you go. But the Tyler Nixon show is premiering right here at today's News Talk TNT. We're very excited about this coming aboard. And it's my understanding that your show will be right before State of the Nation. So I know what I'm going to be listening to and watching while I prep for State of the Nation. So congratulations on that and your final comments here. I better be careful what I say about state of the nation or, you know, cause I, cause I, I'll have to wait till the next day. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, no guys, I am thrilled to be uh, joining the TNT team. Uh, it's a great network. I lo I'm, I've loved all the content and the people are great and it's an exciting uh, start and we're going to bring you some really, really amazing content and some great, uh, some great guests. Very right. excited about it, Tyler. Thanks for everything, Congrats. and congratulations again. Tune into the Tyler Nixon Show tomorrow, right before State of the Nation. 
Hey, stay in, stay tuned in to TNT 24-7. We're live 24-7. We're very excited to welcome Tyler Nixon to the family here at TNT. It's about time, Tyler. All right, this is State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT. People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives. One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like, I don't remember what I did last week, but like, I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible. I'm dying. I wasn't working. I had all of these hospital bills. We had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lyme is such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. To learn more, visit nature.org today. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. America is slowly starting to accept the potential and current ramifications of the U.S. government's open border policy. America is coming around that the weapons of mass migration that we've seen at play in Europe for the last decade is now here in the USA. We see crime spiking. We see criminal gangs from South and Central America flooding the border. We see human trafficking gone virtually unchecked. And 300,000 Americans dead, killed by chemical warfare, wrought on us by international crime syndicates, governments, and terrorist organizations. And the American mass media cartels downplays, they spin, and they dilute this fact by using terms like cartel activity in lieu of what it actually is, state-sponsored terror colluding with corrupt intel agencies and the Biden DHS, to weaken America intentionally and leave us vulnerable to all manners of attack from what, members of over 170 different countries potentially? We're calling it out for what it is here at State of the Nation, as is our next guest, who's gonna give us his take on the worsening situation, as well as tell us about a new documentary coming out very soon that that we're very excited to see, and I know you will be too. We're joined by the spokesman for Veterans for America First, that's V-F-A-V-A-F. Uh, he's a Navy veteran out of South Carolina. Chad Caton, welcome to State of the Nation. Hey, man, it's great to have you. So give us your take on where we're at right now with this border situation. I will, but I got to say first, um, I'm a Navy CB. Okay, so. Oh, it's, okay, CBs. I'm a dirt right. sailor, so not against my brothers and sisters on the ships, but I was a dirt sailor, and and we like the pew pews a lot more than the boys on the boats. But at the end we of the day, CBs, um, man, CBs are CBs are important. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm proud of it. I got to make sure I throw that nomenclature in there. But uh, yeah, we have a new border film coming out from Veterans for Trump, Veterans for America First. Uh, it's directed by Stan and Donna Fitzgerald, along with uh, uh, Jared Craig. I'm an assistant director. Um, I just got to film uh, General Flynn yesterday on it. Um, uh, it. It is a raw, raw, get used to uncomfortable look at what is actually happening at the border. We want to be able to sit down. We want to be able to show you the the uncomfortability of what's really happening at that border and really put it in perspective for America. And border invasion and American crisis is something that we're going to be able to hopefully get around to the whole country through the uh, Salem Network. And we're going to be able to really open some eyes. Maybe we got to go around with some toothpicks and make people keep their eyes open so that they can face what's real instead of just making this a partisan situation. Yeah. Hey, Chad, it is great to see you. And um, I look forward to seeing that entire thing myself. And you're right. We have been talking about this border for a long, long time. 
It's heating up, and now it's finally starting to get a little bit of media attention outside of Bill Malusian and Fox, who's been doing a bang-up job reporting on the border. But it's seen for a long time there that only Fox and maybe Newsmax and maybe OAN were covering this. You turn to CBS, NBC, ABC, uh, all the others, MSNBC and CNN, you got nothing on this. Then all of a sudden, the Iowa caucuses happened. And we saw that everybody in Iowa said their number one priority in Iowa was our wide open southern border. We saw the same thing happen on the other side of the country in New Hampshire during their primaries when the number one exit poll question was, what was your number one priority? The border. So now people are being forced to look at it. You're going to force them to look at it in a much more real perspective than the way the media, including probably Fox, if we're honest, is willing to show. Uh, because we've talked to Rodney Scott, we've had on uh, Art Del Cueto on the program, we've talked to some of these border guys, and the story they tell, it is it is horrific what's happening on that southern border. And it, for the Biden campaign and the Democrats as a whole and the mass media to try and pretend that this is somehow in any way compassionate is just utter BS, isn't it, Chad? There's no better way. I got a couple other words. We'll, we'll leave it alone, though, at BS. But yes, sir. I mean, it, it, the concept of sovereignty, the idea of we've got Bill Gates telling us we got too many people on the planet. Then at the same time, he's all about letting 10 more million people come up in the United States. So much for his backyard. Right. But I guess you, I guarantee you he's got a uh, wall around it, just like we should have around our country. That's where we sit in the idea of ridiculousness that comes from the left and making this a part uh, a partisan situation when those very liberal left and the ones that want to be humane or and and i don't understand where it's not humane how about you stay over there and you wait to get your paperwork in it's very simple i took two congressional candidates and went hunting for the cartel on american land in the badlands with a guy that had the show on newsmax i mean uh, excuse me uh netflix and he hunted the cartel the show cartel land we caught two two drug mules that tried to start a fire in the middle of nowhere and, and so that they would uh, any interest would go there. And we ended up catching these guys with backpacks of fentanyl, fentanyl enough to kill an entire city. And it's going to be in this film. And I'm just a fireman from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that said, you know what? And helping a congressional candidate. How are you? Can you talk about it if you haven't walked in it? And we went there. We found the most dangerous place we could go. And it's in the stories that you'll hear are, are unbelievable. And, and, and the thing is, we have to hear those stories. People are so insulated, even though the borders are open, we're so insulated to the craziness that is happening to the border. And you want to talk about inhumane, being an open border is inhumane, period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just blown away that we today can look in the rearview mirror and see 300,000 dead Americans many of them not drug users, many of them completely non-combatants, many of them children, many of them police officers who had an unlucky moment with, with this chemical. And we're looking at, what, this is okay? This is okay. We're, we've got 300,000 dead Americans, and we're going to have 400,000 if things don't get worse by the end of this year. And ABC, CBS, NBC, MS. And CIA, none of these people want to talk about it at all. It's just like we we start we enacted the PNAC plan and totally disrupted the Middle East after what happened on 9-11 for 2,997 dead Americans. No outcry, hardly at all, for the 300,000 and climbing that we're seeing right now. I mean, why? I don't understand. I mean, we're, we're, we've opened the border up to at a time when you know uh, geopolitically things are tenser than they've been since pre-world war ii i mean is this an intentional disruption of our country that's pretty much the conclusion that most people are coming to at this point who are seriously looking at it this is absolutely intentional there's no way around it and i'll fight anybody otherwise because it's very simple you want to put up a, a thing on msnbc every day why donald trump was the president that talked about how many people died of covid by the way came from china 
and then you want to sit there and you don't want to talk about fentanyl you don't want to talk about this most dangerous drug that we used on ambulances and had to call two doctors because somebody broke a hip or just had their leg cut off i mean to the to the um, and and the whole rig of that uh ambulance had to be careful because of what we're dealing with and i don't know about you but i've never seen a, a fentanyl a fentanyl farm in mexico it's because it's not coming from mexico and our and our our country sovereignty, our our biggest national uh, interest as far as security, apparently is climate change. Instead of this big, ugly monster that is China, bringing fentanyl and everything else into this country, and then bringing the human trafficking element to it. You know, a lot of people want to talk about the human trafficking, which is disgusting, but we're talking numbers, right? And the idea of 300,000 uh, Americans dying in one way or another, coming in contact with a, an illicit drug that is brought here, not not grown, not mailed, brought to Mexico by the Chinese. And then you talk about the actual men that are coming across. I don't see any women and ch- children. We're talking about armies walking across that that border. But the, the left is like, no, we're really not. Everything's good. This, the border's secure. I'm tired of it, frankly. And I love the truckers, the farmers, and everybody else that's going down there and letting freedom ring because it's about time that the government pays attention. And that's what Veterans for Trump does. That's what VFAF does is we've already been in the suck. We're okay with being uncomfortable, and we're going to go out there and lead from the front and take this country back under the guise of our political lexicon. Well, there you go, Chad. Well said. I you can just I can just tell listening to you that you're pissed off and it's a righteous anger too. I, I I don't blame you at all. And you know, kind of picking up on what Hesh was just talking about there, yeah, there's three hundred thousand dead Americans. And if we want to circle back and talk about, yeah, well, you know, the Americans, these these people shouldn't have been doing these drugs. Well, a lot of these Americans are people that are buying counterfeit drugs that they don't know are counterfeit. Uh, and they're taking them for just common ailments and they're dropping dead. But let's go back even beyond Mexico and let's go a little bit further south. Let's talk about the Darien Gap. All these people that need to get across the southern border, if they're traveling from Central or South America, have to go through the Darien Gap. God knows how many bodies are there, but that is just that is run by, I, I would say, criminal crime syndicates. But I think Hesher was a little closer to the truth. They're terrorist groups. And these people are making billions and billions of dollars, not to mention China making billions, all for the sake of the destruction of the U.S., from what I can tell. And I don't see any evidence to suggest otherwise. That's the main goal. And Biden, meanwhile, and the Democrats are turning a blind eye to it. And that's probably part of the reason we're not hearing about the fentanyl, because, as you said, it's China and China's God, they just flew a balloon over the damn country. What the hell is going on with Biden and China and the Democrats and China and, frankly, some rhinos and China? China's really got a hold on us, don't they? Yes, they do. And, and frankly, uh, you said rhinos as in some. We have an each enormous rhino problem, an enormous rhino problem. South Carolina, we're a big red state, right? Go look at CPAC as far as our legislation. We are last as a conservative supermajority as far as legislative, uh, conservative legislation. 41% is le- conservative legislation. The Dixie Democrats were coming back and they're, they're coming hard. We're giving them a fight. Now, back to the fentanyl situation. This is something that, that, that nobody saw coming, but we all saw coming, right? The whole uh, war on drugs, and it's always going to, it's just like computers. My phone has to have an update every six months because they upgrade it. They're going to upgrade their drugs because everybody gets, uh, they build an immunity to it. So they need a better drug that they can get their money from. They want us walking around. The Chinese want us walking around, hopped up on this stuff, killing us off one by one. The left refuses to recognize it, but at the same time want to give safe spaces for people to, to inject this junk into their body and stand there like zombies in San Francisco go it's a it's the the hypocrisy of the left is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever seen and i would never want to call half of my country uh completely stupid but you can't put your finger on how this makes sense in any wide world of sports anywhere as to where this a a democrat city is going to say hey y'all stay down there in the meatball district or whatever they call it and y'all can take some uh uh, do as much drug as you want poop on the street we don't care and 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 then talk about how we have a drug problem but the border isn't the problem 
problem. Does anybody, am I the only one that's sitting in a world of ridiculousness here going, what, how did I get raised different than anybody else? That's the problem with this partisanship and stupid that's on the left. And then the right has no backbone on the, on Capitol Hill. I need to see me some people up there with some backbone ready to, to, to bonk some heads and get them things done. And I'm not saying violence, but I'm just saying stand up for something, man. The people out here are dying. And you, you, MSNBC had that little clicker up there of everybody dying from COVID, put it on Trump. The minute Biden was there, they took it off the screen. And now where's the clicker for, for fentanyl? It's right up there with COVID and it's continuing to climb. And I actually will tell you, I believe that there's way more people that have died than 300,000 with fentanyl because it's a pandemic everywhere. And it has no it has no bounds. It can be with rich people, it can be poor people, but the rich people end up poor people. This is all you can't tell me this is not part of some really evil people's plan. There's just no way. Yeah. You know, uh, you bring up a great point about the Covidian era there and the messed up thing. Uh, <laughs> plenty of us saw it in real time, but that was a case demic. That was a case demic. They weren't even talked. Their numbers for deaths were bogus, and we knew it right away because someone fall off their bicycle in front of a car, and all of a sudden they give the dead body a PCR test, and it's like, yep, died of COVID. And then a bunch of doctors and hospitals and government subsidies start moving around every time one of those things ticked. So it's like they gave us a case demic to have an absolute fear campaign versus an actual pandemic. And now that we have a pandemic of death of chemical of Americans dying of chemical warfare, nothing, just crickets. I mean, it's completely, completely amazing. We're down to about a minute left. Um, Hang on, people Brian, are waking. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead. We got about a minute. I want to. I want to add that real quick. Because somebody else is getting paid but pharma. And if you, when you watch this film, you're going to see Tim Foley from Cartel Land. I asked him, I said, why? Why is this not closed? And he goes, <laughs> you don't think that they're not paying everybody on Capitol Hill? This drug money is going to Washington, D.C. And that's how these people are coming off of that hill wealthier than they when they got there, period. Wow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just say that's 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 a staggering claim that uh, – that senators and congressmen and women are uh, profiting from the cartels. That's uh, that's crazy. Well, you know what? There's no doubt uh, in my guys, mind. They put it into other packs, and next thing you know, you don't know where the money came from. That's yeah. right. A lot of black bag money going around here. And, uh, you know, just to run the clock out a little bit on this, because I'm on fire right now with you here, Chad. Again, we want you to check out <laughs> Border Invasion and American Crisis. You can see the trailer on YouTube. Um, but I just saw a headline yesterday talking about a, um, a cartel member who was in court. And he basically said, you can't convict me of anything because I've been working with the FBI. So, hmm, there's something to think about, too. When we talk about money making and all this, what's going on with our government? What's going on with these cartels? Are they in cahoots? Well, sure, frickin' looks like it. All right, again, Border Invasion and American Crisis. Chad Caton, thanks so much for joining us. We'll have you on again real soon. Best of luck with everything, and we'll see you again soon here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT. Stay tuned.